Welcome to the Confidence Mastery podcast. Today we have the amazing Gordon Bertram with us. Thank you very much for joining us, Gordon. Good evening, afternoon. I have no idea where it is, really. But um, it's been a crazy year. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Always a, a pleasure um, to see people that I feel like I've known for ages, but never met, which is interesting. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? We've known each other for years and never met yeah. in person. Yeah, amazing. And the power I think, of the internet, right? The power of the internet, <laughs> exactly. Um, for those people that don't know you, do you want to just give them a little insight into who you are? And then I'm going to tell people why I wanted to talk to you. Ah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, Gordon Bertram, uh, what do I do? And multiple things, really. I, I run a few world titles in kickboxing and I run a um, large martial arts facility, 9,000 square foot facility in um, in the rugby area. Um, a franchise company. Uh, we've now got, what, 10 with more coming on in the next few weeks, uh, the next few months, fr- uh, franchises, which is really cool. Uh, run a uh, business consultancy business, uh, which has, well, for martial arts school those last eight years, which is, we've well, we had hundreds, if not thousands, coming through that program, mastermind programs, our events. We've won the, the largest business event for martial arts school owners in the UK. And um, we just help martial arts school owners and written a couple of books as well. <laughs> what else? Yeah. And just, yeah, just enjoy life, just enjoy living and giving and, yeah, just going on adventures, right? That's what it's all yeah. about. So it's a little yeah. bit about me. I love adventures and I love the energy that you put out and the way that you live your life and the support that you give people, which is why I wanted to bring you on the Conference Mastery podcast, because you do exude confidence and everything that you do. And we teach health, wealth and happiness. And you Mm. always talk about, you know, being happy and life being something that should be enjoyed, which really, really resonates with me, which is why... I loved your Live Life Happy book, which um, I actually gave to somebody yesterday on the tube. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> How cool is that? So I was reading it again. Um, and then I was talking to this guy. We were talking about the podcast. So he's going to hear this. He's going to listen to this. Um, and I was saying, oh, this is the book I'm reading. I'm interviewing Gordon tomorrow for the podcast. You should read his book. And he was fascinated, really interested. So um I've just shared shared some happiness and, and joy with that. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. What a lovely story. I, that's uh, that's made my day. Yeah, amazing. Good. Can you tell us what made you write that book? Because I found a lot of it very interesting and heartwarming. Yeah. I yeah, it was interesting. Like, you know, we have life events, don't we, that happen and um in August 2018, 2019, it was, yeah, 2019, um, I get a phone call from my mom and um, that my dad fell down and uh, uh, down the stairs and, and, and broke his neck. So I was in Devon and I had to, I had to drive back, like you can imagine, in chaos in my mind. And my dad has, um, had something called myotonic dystrophy, which is a muscle wasting disease. Um, for a few, well, probably three, four or five years. I can't remember the amount of years, but a long time. And he was eating, he was having food out of a peg in his stomach. Um, and he was wasting away. Like his whole, like everything was all of his, it's a, it's a very rare muscle wasting disease. So see my dad, and he'd had pneumonia multiple times and et cetera. 
Let me hear your dad's fell down the stairs because he's a humble, like very humble guy trying to get up there and falls down, your heart just sinks. And yeah. I remember going into the hospital and um, I managed to get, get back then. And they said, uh, you know, I'm watching, they just looks at me and he's, when you look back at these events, like you, I look back and he gave me this, this look that I've never seen him give me before. And go oh, give him a kiss. Hey, Pops, how you doing? And, um, and just listening to the doctors and the doctors were saying, he's okay, it's not too bad. It's just a little fracture in his neck and, and tomorrow he's going to go home because he's, it's all good. We've got him under control, et cetera. We don't think we're going to put him in a splint, and um, but he should be all right to, tomorrow or the next day. So sees him, I was having fun with him. And, and then went home. I remember going home. I had uh, was watching some football or whatever. I said, Pops, I'll see you tomorrow. And as I'm, I'm doing a little, I'm actually doing a little mastermind on my mastermind. I remember it. My mom had called me a few times. And, and so I was on this mastermind. There's loads of martial arts school learners on there. And, um, I picked, I've, I've got to answer this. But I don't want to. Oh, my mom. Uh, mom then in tears, telling me my, my, my dad had passed away. And I remember driving over to the hospital, and as I'm driving, you can imagine I'm completely emotional, um, knowing that this will be a life-changing event. Like you know, you know, my my dad was my hero. Like, um, and it was really emotional driving there. And then I, as I pulled up to the to the the hospital. It's quite a long walk to the the, the front of this. It's the Coventry University Hospital, it's a big hospital, and I've got this massive like walk, and I can see all the family there. And as I'm walking, I'm dropping to the floor every you know what I mean because the emotion is so overwhelming, and um, I just couldn't believe it. And it was just an emotional time, and uh, I was just heartbroken. And and I remember thinking like, because I'm the old I'm the oldest child in the family, it's three of us kids, and um, my mom's all over the place about a, a, an immense sense of responsibility. And I remember going into the, the ward where he, he passed away, I said, might him, give him a kiss, all that, that stuff. But there was a, there's a, an energy, there's something that came from that experience at that point that in that hospital bed, I had this overwhelming feeling of regret. And it was so emotional. And I remember I really just couldn't handle it. Like, you know, I was, I was in bed and I was just crying all night and every, every night. Um, and I just found it really hard work. And I remember thinking, right, I, I need to do something here. I spoke to my mom and we, we booked to go away on um, a trip to uh, the south of France already, like for, for like three weeks. And my mom says, I really want you to go. Sister said, I don't need you here, but your dad would want you to go. And I didn't want to go. And she says, please go. Like he would want, and my dad would have wanted me to go, no question. Right. Yeah. So we get on the plane and I made a decision. It's like, like, I, what can I do to make this, um, to, to pour out this emotion? What can I do to heal? And I made a decision to write a book. And the book was, um, as I'm flying over to France and I'm sitting there, I was like, right, I need it. This needs to be meaningful. And I remember going through this healing process and the process, because I was like, I, I, I regret, the regret came from, I thought was from me regretting not seeing him as much. Yeah, I wish I'd have done this. You know, everyone goes through yeah. this regret. But as I'm writing this book called Live Life Happy, um, as I started to write, this is like what I'm going to come up with. I realized that the regret was from the things that my father was teaching me. And my, my dad was teaching me this, this energy just came from him. And I realized it was him regretting not living as much as he would have done, doing the things he would have loved to have done. You know, I know my dad would have loved to have done more that he didn't, that he couldn't get done, right? And I was like, I'm going to pour this book out. And the, so I, I started writing. And the, the book is dedicated to him. It's dedicated to his life. It's dedicated to um, 
the experience I had and to live life on purpose, to live life in its truest form. And I just wrote and wrote, I've been in personal development for well, 15, 16 years. So I was like, I'm just gonna put everything out. What makes people happy? What do, what, like, if we are the creators of our day, our week, our month, our hours, our present, what can I do to inspire the world and put his name out there? The book, by the way, my, 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 me and my dad's name are exactly the same. I'm named Gordon Bertram, he's Gordon Bertram. So it was like, everything had to be dedicated to that and living life happy because everyone loved my dad. Like he was like, you would meet my dad. No, I don't know anyone that like him. There's like, there's no one that did not like my dad. So I was like, right. And how could I learn, take my wisdom and pour that in? Because what I realized was I want to live my life. I want to live heaven on earth. I want to live it today. Yeah. And I want to live it in the greatest form possible and be the best version of myself. And I was like, well, all that experience, what can, how can I pull it into the book and help the world? So I just poured it out and I was like, just, just how can, like, what, what does it take to be happy? Happiness is a creation. Yeah. And most people think that happen, <clears throat> life happens to you. It happens for you. If you, you know, and you know, the thing that happiness, you know, is, uh, is reserved for certain people. No happiness is your creation. It's like complete ownership, you know, you power. So I wrote the book and I wrote it. I remember it was there for, for three and a half weeks and every day I wrote and I just wrote and wrote and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. I didn't care about the spelling and all that kind of stuff. I'd already written a book previous to this and it was right yeah. in business. This was about coming from the soul, from the heart. And I wrote everything that I could at that point in time, which was to see, you know, so that people can live life happy and maybe just to give them a different way of looking at life. And when they're struggling with like, oh, it's all bad, you know, it's all, um, it's all tough to give them a different perspective, to help them take control of their lives, to control of their happiness and to live life on purpose. And that was the, yeah, Live Life Happy was born. I wrote in three and a half weeks and I was like, right, okay. And then I was like, I just sent it off for editing and we got it out there. It was a, it was a, a massive healing process. Like I can't yeah, tell you what everything. It meant that I could have something. So my dad is within that book. Yeah. And it means that I can share that with people. And thank you so much for sharing it with somebody because it's not me, it's my dad. That's my dad yeah. that you shared. With me. I think that's, that's so beautiful. You've taken all of that, emotion and funneled it into that and that's going to help so many people because look, you're right with what you say there people think that life happens to them and mm. I believe that happiness is a choice mm. like you know we can choose to be miserable because things are happening like the world has been fucking shit for the past three years but mm. there are still things to be grateful for mm. and if you've got some sort of guidance and something to remind you that actually there is beauty in pain and that gives you something tangible to work with and to make that conscious choice. And um, like you say, and to live with purpose. And that's yep. something that I really, really want to help people understand as well. And mm. like, that's exactly why I wanted to talk to you so you could share that with people because we've mm. all been through our fair share of shit. And, you know, you're talking about your dad there and, that reminds me of like my grandparents and, and losing them and being there when, when that happens. And it's just so devastating that feeling that you have and it, it almost like never leaves you. But you've done something absolutely amazing and something beautiful and that's that giving people happiness and confidence to, to live life differently. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think life, like, um, I think, you know, life, Life is truly special. Yeah. And when we live in the Western world, like we, we, as we do, and, and, and of course people listen to your podcast all over the world, right? But 
the reality is, you know, most people, most people on this planet live like kings and queens, but we don't act like that. We act like we, uh, uh, you know, everything's a problem. You know, we're spoiled. The reality is we're spoiled. We're spoiled with abundance, but we don't think we are. We think that we need more. And I learned this along my journey. I learned it massively. I've had many, many learnings, many things that I've learned along the journey that have within that book. And what, you know, for me, it was like, you know, I wasn't right. You know, I had to learn like this happy, I've got, you know, every single day, you're around me every single day, man. They're just full of energy and full of, I just laugh at everything. Just, everything's just funny, right? It's yeah. just really funny. But I never used to be like that. You know, we, we got to remember that. People go, well, they're just born like that. Natalie's born like that. That's not true. Well, you're, by the way, you're born pure. You're born a diamond. But what happens is the experiences that we have through life from a child or the things that surround us, we start to own other people's bullshit, own other people's mm-hmm. shit. And when it starts compiling on us, and all of a sudden then we hide the diamond. You know, we hide it away in the dark. And all of a sudden we believe and we create a reality that is not really true, right? Um, and what we do is we take them experience and we then create fears and uncertainty and all these things. And that compounds. And then people walk around trying to stay safe and stay um, in this little box and they try to conform, etc. But we're not born to be like that. We're born. We have a, a spirit. We have a soul. We have a, an energy. We are born with abundance. You know, we're born with two fears. One is falling. One is loud noise. Everything else is, cre- is a creation and you created it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, when you think about it, you know, if everyone could live absolutely in their superpower, like live in the moment, live on purpose, live with energy and love and vitality, how more beautiful would this world be? And that's the truth. And but we're compounded through society, yeah. um, you know, the globalists, all this kind of stuff, whatever it is, right? And we're taught to be this way, but that's not who we are. And over the years, you know, I've definitely learned. To, to be the person that I truly am. And don't get me wrong, it's hard. Like, you know, I'm autistic. So I struggled through school. I was massively bullied through school. I had a massive victim mentality. You know, there's no question. I was born, you know, with um, you know, the first recollection of being born when it was uh, the rain pounding down on my head and my mom's delivering newspapers um, in the dark so we could get some more food. Like that's, you know, whoa, that was hard, right? And then I, then, then you, you take that hardship and it was tough for my mom and dad, like doing three or four jobs and didn't really see them because they were crossing over like that. So then I started to create that experience of there's not enough and I don't, I'm not abundant and all this kind of stuff. And then I had a victim mentality and I, I was bullied and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so you get this person and then you've got to learn and go on a learning just why, why what Natalie does is amazing. She's teaching you to really own your power, right? And in the book, Live Life Happy, is to take control again. And most people don't even know they are sleepwalking their life. They are dying. And if you look in life and you look around, it's like the apocalypse. You know, you see people walking around in the towns and they're not happy. They walk into the school and they're on their phone. And they're like, Aiden, I'm okay. I'm all right. And like, wow. Like, it's, it's crazy, right? We are given the greatest gift of all is life. That every heartbeat is a gift. Every breath that we take is another gift from um, from whoever, whatever. It doesn't really matter what it is, whatever you believe. Everyone giving this gift, and who are we to throw it away, right? Like, and 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 I'm really like, I, I just on a mission to help people smile more inside, because if you can smile inside, you can smile outside. You've got to own who you are. And I had to really go on this massive journey of not loving myself, not liking myself, hating my name. 
I just literally was, I didn't like, I didn't like my dad's name. Imagine that. I just didn't, I couldn't say the name. I remember, I don't know if you know this, Natalie, but I remember for so long through my teenage years into my early 20s and maybe into my late 20s, every day I thought I was going to die. Every single day. Every day I thought today was the day I was going to die. And the reason for that, I think, is because I didn't love myself. Does that make sense? I didn't own myself because I thought, and this is where most people's lives are, oh, I'll be happy when I get there, or I wish I was this person, or I'm not good enough, etc. Of course, you're going to be unhappy. Of course, you're not going to want to fucking live for that shit, right? It wasn't that I wanted to commit suicide. I'm not saying that at all. But I just thought today I was going to die. And so I went through this um, journey of personal growth, personal development, reading the books, going to the seminars, all the usual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I had, a, I had a coach who coached me on some real deep stuff, like real deep NLP regression stuff, like really like getting rid of the root cause of the bullshit emotions and the bullshit beliefs. And over the years, I went through this, this process and really found who I was. And here's the thing that I love to share with people. You don't need to be anybody else. You need to love the person in the reflection. Like yeah. It's so important you own who you are. And not just the bits that you like. I mean everything, because everything creates who you are, right? You are. So, well, yeah, I like this about myself, but I don't like this. Or, yeah, oh, I don't like the camera. I don't like the photo being taken here. I don't like this side, et cetera. But actually, you've got to love who you are, exactly who you are, unapologetically. And once you own who you really are, that's how you can start, because now you can start to love who you are. And when you love who you are, if you own who you are, you can love the world more, and you can give more, and you've got more energy. And that's what owning, that's what creation is all about. That's what, so self-confidence, what Natalie's doing here is self-confidence. People go, yeah, how does that link, for instance, to business? It's everything to do with business, because if you're not, the greatest version of yourself. How are you going to go out there and sell or uh, create or help other people, whatever that is, right? So it always starts with you. And one of the biggest journeys I've been on is that self-actualization, that realization, I am fucking incredible. And I am amazing. And that, that, that person who was put on the planet, yeah, there's no one fucking like me. I am who I am. Does it yeah. mean that I'm arrogant? No. Does it mean I'm an asshole? No. But it means I fucking love who I am. I'm so pleased I am who I am. And that took me a long time to say, you know. It's a much, much better place to be than I hate myself, I don't deserve this, I'm not worthy. But what was it that gave you the catalyst to do the work to be able to to be who you are, truly? It's great, quite really good question. <laughs> well, the catalyst was something I wasn't expecting. I remember... Um, I remember a lot in our first home. Now I used to you know, smoke weed and all that kind of stuff, like you know, do drugs, all that kind of thing, right? And drink yeah. and all that, all the stuff that people do, right? Clubbing, raves, all that kind of thing, right? And I'm happy <laughs> to share that now because I used to, yeah. oh, you can't do that, you know. But fuck it, it's who I am. You should say it's who I was. Yeah. So it's and I, and and because I've got quite an addictive personality, right? But anyway, so I wasn't a, I wasn't out of it out of yet all the time, but I did have that in my psyche, you know. Um, but I remember in our first house, and um, I remember my wife coming back with it's so funny. Um, she came back with this. Um, she, we were part of a, a network marketing company, Forever Living Products, which is like a product, you know, aloe vera stuff like that. Yeah. Thing, right? So we're doing all that stuff. But they, one of the things with the network marketing companies, it's one of the best personal development trainings you'll ever have because they're trying to help you like really learn, right? So the free fucking personal development, are unbelievable, right? And she came back, she goes, we got to watch this. Says, what is it? I bollocks. Like, she came back with this big box, she's been conned. And she comes back with this, like, you got to watch this. 
And she goes, well, she, she lies down, she puts this thing on, I don't watch that shit. Da, 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 da. And all of a sudden I heard this thing and it was like, you manifest something. Fuck is manifesting, right? Yeah. The law of attraction, the secret. What the fuck is this, right? So I'm like, and all of a sudden I'm there and then I'm like, I'm looking, my wife's asleep, right? So I'm like watching this thing and then like, I watch it all the way through and I get to the end of it and I'm shaking the missus like this. I'm going, <laughs> watch this, watch this. She's going, what, fuck off. Like this, I'm like, oh, you watch this. So she went, yeah, okay, fell asleep again. I watched it again. And it was a catalyst of change. It wasn't that, oh yeah, I can manifest the world into, you know, et cetera. But it yeah. got me to think about life in a different way. I remember it, it's so powerful. And then I started to listen to a guy called Jim Rohn. And <laughs> Jim Rohn is like the godfather, right? And I remember having Jim Rohn in my head. Like, it was like a university of learning all the time, like just to uh, like get me going. And so it was unbelievably, it just get me to think about philosophy and mind and life itself, right? Then it's Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and all these guys. And so it, it set me on this little journey. And then I decided, like, and I made a decision because I'm starting to, you know, I was pouring negative in all that kind of stuff, right? So I was like, I'm going to pour positivity in. I'm going to get that. And it started to feel a bit better. But I mean, there was no way developed at that time, but I was doing different things. But I was like, I want more of this. And it was yeah. like, and it, like so there was, because I'm quite an addictive personality. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to get a life coach. <laughs> and then I just jump in and they would do some mad shit. Like regret I was being born and shit like that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, but I was, it was letting, I didn't realize at the time I was letting go of stuff. Perfect, but yeah. I had this insatiable desire to be better. No matter what, how can I be better? What, you know, and I'm on this journey. And part of that journey, Natalie, was it's sort of all in tandem. So it's like this, there's these multiple stories going on here. So part of that was um, like a part of that journey at that point in 2008, we lost our home and we lost our home trying to build a business and it was emotional. And I ended up getting a business coach um, to help me with my starts business because I'd lost everything. We were having like 25 pound a week to live on for food. Like there was no, no money. It was even yeah. pasta and tomato sauce. And it was like, it was. That used to be my staple too. Say again? Yeah, that used to be my staple too. Isn't it? And, and like, so I've got no money and, and, and got debts up to your balls, got overdrafts galore. I'd go in every day, I'd go in with pound coins and, and throw them and get them in so it wouldn't go over the, over the overdraft again. And it was just a mess, paperwork everywhere. And, and I was like, I ended up um, uh, 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 investing in this program. I had just three grand for three months, right? And I remember going, Fuck, like I've got nothing. And I, here was my philosophy. I've got fuck all anyway, so just style some stuff in the garage. And I borrowed a bit of the, you know, I just went for it, right? And then there was this big change. And, and the reason I share this as part of the process, there's a reason. Yeah. Because in three, in, in two and a half months, we took it from a £2,800 a month turnover business, right? Which meant that it was turnover, right? So at that point, it didn't cover the rates, the bills and everything and all that kind of stuff, right? We did it from £2,800 a month to over £10,000 a month in two and a half months. And here was the big thing. I realized something that has stayed with me for forever and still does today. I realized something. It wasn't that I can't, it's that I hadn't learned to yet. Uh -huh. And it was a massive shift. And every time I say it, I get goosebumps. Because of that, wow. And what it did was, because I, because belief comes from, I can't do this, right? All this bullshit, right? No, 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 no. I hadn't learned how to. Okay. And all of a sudden then, when I shifted the focus, like, right, uh, yeah, I can't be happy. No, I hadn't learned how to. I, I, I don't know how to get, no, I haven't learned how to get well. Yeah. I have, that makes sense. And all of a sudden now, whoa, I just need to learn. 
mm-hmm. and I've just been on this this adventure of development. For me, it's about how can I be better? What can I like? So absorbing the videos, the the the, the audios, the YouTubes, the uh, podcasts, the events I've been the Tony Robbins so many times. Um, investing myself in coaches, mentors, etc. And, and the reason to do to, for that is like, I, I if if I can't, it's never I can't. I haven't learned it yet. So I've just been on this massive adventure of self development. And over that period, you start to believe. And one of that period was my uh, martial arts journey. Yeah, it's where the parallel comes, right? So I used to be a, you know, I, I started martial arts and um, when I was sixteen, and I was just so scared, like. But a part of that journey of development was from this bullied boy. Um, it took me years to build my confidence. And this is where I helped the, you know, I hated going to the dojo. I didn't look, you know, I really was so scared. I used to drive, by the way, uh, um, to the dojo. It's five minutes away, but it used to take me 45 minutes because I drive to the dojo. And as I go outside, I drive back. And then I'd drive around. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Then I'd have tears. I'd wipe them away, walk into the dojo, get beat up, and then come back out, right? This is how it worked. And then, because I was so scared. I was literally so scared, right? And <laughs> I keep doing it and doing it and doing it. But here's the thing I want to share. Isn't it interesting how sometimes we do things? And I was, I, over the years, I started winning a couple of local cha- little championships. They weren't big, right? Mm. But here's what I used to do. I used to win and still make up a reason that I won, which was, oh, the person just had a bad day. I must have eaten something good. It mm-hmm. was that the, I had a lucky draw, all that. It wasn't because I was good. That's in my head. I was like, ah, it's something else. I don't believe I'm not good enough. We have all this. So sometimes we can have these results, can't we? And we still don't believe. You don't believe that bad. you deserve I'm it. Yeah. Enough. Searching for it. So I went on this journey and then in 2012, um, was the was the the year that turned my life around? Um, I was selected for the England squad. I fought in the British Championships and won that. And I thought that that was just lucky. And then I was selected for the England squad, and I thought that was just lucky. And I remember this is I, I tell this story all the time because it's so powerful. I was like, did all the six week training three times a day, like mental training. And then I'm standing in Heathrow, in the you know the tunnels that go up to the plane, and I was reading the paper. And as I'm reading the paper, I'm like that. And there's this tunnel full of the England squad. And I've got my England tracksuit on. And I look, and I remember so vividly, like, it's unbelievable, right? I remember getting, looking up like this, like, and pissing myself laughing. And I remember laughing so much. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Why are you doing here? We're going to fly to Canada to fight in the World Championships. Why are you here? Like you don't you don't deserve to be like like you're gonna get battered like like so that okay so I remember going on a plane and we get over to the championships and here's the thing and this was kind of part of the build up to build to this uh, this day right so well, um, the journey so I remember going on I um, fights in the uh, the first round and I beat the guy and I was like at least I've been to a world championships and I won the first fight. <laughs> So I remember, I think it was against an Irish lad. Then it was a German lad. Then it was an American, massive American. And I beat him and I beat a Canadian. And I'd made the finals. Right? I was like, wow, at least I'm going to get a silver medal. right? So, so all great. <laughs> and I remember in the, um, and this is mental. So in the, in the foyer at night, so I'm lying there. Like, bear in mind, there's all of the England squad there. The finals are the next day. It's the big like finale. And I'm lying. The reason I'm lying forwards is because I've got a hip problem. 
I've got an 85 year old hip. My hip is that bad. It's that worn away that I have stabbing pains in my hip joints. Oh, no. So I had told him, like no one, like my, my instructor knew, but for, for years I'd had a depleted hip. So I was in this under 35 division when I was 35. I was te- fighting 18, 19, 20 year olds who were ripped to shit, right? And I'm getting this pain and I'm going, and I'm leaning there going, fucking hell, because the pain is so unreal. So I get up, walks, walks to the, um, the lift for, to go to sleep. And I remember things being final tomorrow, just get it over and done with. And then I had this change in my head. I said, if you do the same thing, you're going to get the same result. To get something different, you've got to do something different. So I remember going up in the lift to the instructor, and I, was, I started to visualize the fight the next day, how it would go. Because bear in mind, up to this point, it was all a fluke, and I wasn't good enough. Like, literally, I had no belief. Yeah. And I remember going to... Um, into my room and lie down and visualizing this fight, like the fight the next day, the finals, every step, everything, every punch, every strike, every kick. And I woke up in the morning in just this strange sense of calm. And I woke up and literally I I had I, everything that I did when I brushed my teeth, I brushed them the best I, I could, right? I remember folding everything. Like if I'd had an iron, I'd have ironed my socks, you know, is that kind of thing, <laughs> right? I goes down, has some intro, goes onto the mat, and I was just calm, and I was just centered, and I was just visualizing. And I get onto the mats, and I've got this young 18-year-old, he's won everything in front of me, and I'm like, whoa. And I remember just having this sense of calm, still the fear, but like, let's go. And I remember doing the first the few rounds, and um, I remember my instructor, the one before the final round, and he goes, look, and he's like a big guy, right? look, you're winning. And I thought, man, at least I won that bit. And he goes, and it was in the final round. And I remember it was like looking at myself. So it was going through this fight and I could see everything in slow motion. And I was just in this fight and I would, but I wasn't there. It would, there was no mind. It's called motion. So I eradicated the thoughts and I was just in flow. And I remember standing there and all I can remember for the whole fight is um, the, lifting my arm and saying Gordon Birch and world, world champion. And I looked at the crowd. So the crowd are there and I'm crying and I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I'm, I'm screaming. And this, this elation, this energy came out of my body and everyone's clapping. They're crying. I'm fucking elated. I've jumped on my instructor like that. And yeah. I'm just in this overwhelming sense of gratitude and relief. Yeah. And, and it was so powerful, still powerful to me today. And it wasn't winning the gold medal. And it wasn't, it wasn't being a world champion. It was because I'd beaten my biggest demon, which was myself. Yourself. That was the day I was born. So the Gordon Bertram that you see, Natalie, into that, like now was born on, in that day. I was born, literally born. I was literally born that day. That was me. Who you see now was not me pre that day. What you see now was born. It was the day that turned my life around. And that was the catalyst of change of belief, you know. Uh, and we go through these pro people look at what's that. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to go on and start to believe. And I went on to win three consecutive world titles. Back to back, I beat everybody. Of course, because now I believe, right? Now you believed it, yeah. This process. And um, I'm very proud of that. And that whole process allows me now to go and teach and coach and train other people into finding their true power. And, and then obviously the book was written and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about my journey, a little bit about um, I think that's, where that's I've come from. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Cause I've always, 
since I've been teaching people, thinking if you, you know, we have limiting beliefs, but they're not a fact. Your belief isn't a fact. The fact that you believe that you can't do something doesn't mean that it's true. So if you can have the negative thought, you can also believe the positive and then make that a reality. And that's exactly what you did there in that moment. And you've continued to hold that positivity and, and create that energy. And that energy and the vibration is what makes you different and what's made you be able to stand out and do more and then help more people. Um, because without that, you know, who knows what you would have been thinking or doing and, you know, you wouldn't have written the book and I wouldn't have been able to give it to somebody. <laughs> well, it's interesting, Natalie. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know where I would be if I didn't go on the journey that I've been on. But honestly, mm. um, uh, I, 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 I have addictive personality. Um, yeah, and I understand. I, by the way, I haven't, dr- I haven't drank for 12 years. Um, no, 14 years. Um, I've drunk a drop um, because my drug is life. Yeah, and that's, that is my beautiful. Absolute life. Like, without doubt, I love living. Like, for me, every day is the drug. Like, I just fucking love getting up in the morning and taking the air in and being grateful for the sunshine and the rain and the snow and the the the, the heart beating and the world that we live in and the people i, I feel every single day truly blessed i live every day as if my, as, as if it was my last i fucking so thankful for being alive what tips could you give to people for helping them to start on a journey to be living like that absolutely remember this it's really important it is you are the creator you like you create that this is and as hard as this will be to take you're responsible for everything in your life now here's i say this with absolute love because you can't change anything else you can't change people and you can't change what the government do and lock us down you can't change any of that shit, right but you can change you and when yeah. you change you everything around you changes and what i mean by that is like the day you pass from childhood to adulthood is when you accept full responsibility for everything in your life. And this is what most people don't do because it's hard to look in the mirror and say, I fucking made it. Oh, no, but that person did this. No, no, you created it. You've got to own it all to be able to create it all. Write that down in your soul. You've got to own it all to create it all. Because if you don't, you'll always have an escape lane or an escape route, right? So first of all, remember, you are the creator. And you created this shit storm that you're in right now and you go, fuck off. Like, yeah, because you did, right? But yep. here's the powerful bit. If you created that, what can you create if you fully own it? That's where you're going to build your confidence. Not this, but that over there. Yeah, that asshole or that thing. Yeah, yeah. If it weren't for that, now you're going to remove your power. It's absolute 100% ownership. And once you do that, once you own who you are now and you can realize I am the creator. Now you go, okay, what do I have, like, what do I need to change in myself? Where do I need to be better? If it's, I'm not happy. People say, well, I, I'm saying that's bullshit. Everyone knows what makes them happy. People say, I say like, happiness is a choice. Well, you would say that yeah, but happiness is a choice. Yeah. If you're doing something that doesn't make you happy, stop doing it. And stop do what doing makes you happy. Like it's very simple. Like it's not complicated. Don't complicate it. And because here's the thing, most people don't think they deserve happiness. Do you mm-hmm. deserve absolute love, happiness, abundance, etc.? You've got to believe it. No one's going to give it to you. You create it. Yeah. The first one is full ownership. And remember, happiness is you. You are happiness. You are the level of happiness that you create. 
Massively important. So I would start there. And remember, happiness is not a destination. Absolutely not. I can't bear all of that. I'll be happy when. You have to be happy and grateful for what you've got right now, but also still strive for bigger and better and more. But because if you don't appreciate what you've got, you're never, ever, ever going to be happy or content in in, in anything mm. because you never reach that point because then you want something else. Mm. And that's where the appreciation and the gratitude needs to come in because like, we've all done so much work to get to where we are right now and forget mm. to look back at that. And that's something that I all, you know, don't look back. That's not where you're going. But actually, if you don't look back, you don't see how far you've come. Mm, mm, mm. I agree. And one of the things I've practiced that you can hear in my voice, no doubt, or you might do, uh, the absolute gratitude I have for living. That it starts with the simple things, not the complex things. It starts with fucking hell, I'm breathing. Like I always say, like, you'll hear me around the gym, like, like, like everyone takes a mickey. Like, so if I'm around people, I'm like, are you winning? Like, are you winning? I like, like, and I go, I'm not sure. Of course you're winning. If you're breathing, you're winning. Like, they're like, whoa, okay, yeah, I'm winning. They laugh. They didn't know what to do with it. I says, oh, let's say, how are you? I go, how are you today? They go, I'm okay. They say, how are you? I say, I'm fucking incredible. They go, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm like, they, but they laugh because they don't know what to do with it. I say, of course you're incredible. You're alive. It doesn't get much better. And you've got to keep telling yourself constantly, this is where it's like, you can, like, life is simplistic. But we complicate simplicity every single time because we're all like, oh, oh, like, like you watch people like they're not embracing life. And if you can be happy with the small things, you'll be elated with the bigger things. Like everything else is a bonus. If you're breathing, if your yeah. heart is beating, and if you're present and you're here right now, it's going to be a phenomenal day. Everything else is a bonus. Definitely. And it's that level that you've got to get to. You don't need anything. You don't need anything. It pre- amazes me how many people – they, they look like they're, you know, they're, they're pissed off because they've got a queue at McDonald's or they're really annoyed because someone's just drove, uh, like got jumped, jumped in front of them on the cat in the car. Um, but they forget um, the person who has plastic bottles for shoes and dances more than they do in a day than they do in a year. Mm-hmm. And it's happier than they are in a whole fucking decade. Mm-hmm. They're happy just to be alive. They get it. They're looking for grains of rice and they smile more than most people do in the Western world. It's the truth. We know it, right? Because they're grateful for living. And we lost that. And the problem is we're spoiled. We are in a spoiled society right now. And we've got to get over that and realize. And by the way, and, and, but if not, if not get over it, go fucking hell. I am so fucking looking. I'm so fucking grateful. You know, we've got to embrace that or not. And it's your choice. I'm not, mm-hmm. a, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a fucking, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> I'm just giving you what I've got right now. And yeah. this is my belief. You might think, and if you're listening to this, what a fucking idiot. That's fine by me. I have no problem whatsoever. Um, I used to live around my life wanting to please everybody. This is a top tip for you all. Like wanting people to like me. Honestly, I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone to love me. I wanted everyone to think good of me. I don't think about fuck what people think about me now. Absolutely zero, right? All I'm going to be is me. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. And if you do like it, bring in the love. You know, that's yeah. where the world should be. Because most people, I think... Um, we digressing a bit, but it's so important for me. Teenage suicide is the highest in history. And the reason it's the highest in history, because everything is external. Yep. Everything. Everything. Oh, that person there. I want to look like that person. I don't look like that, which is all fake. Everything is fake. I want to look like that. I want to be like that. I wish I was there. I wish I was there, right? So they don't love anything inside themselves. And then they end up committing suicide. 
because they're not owning who you are. I'm really passionate about this shit, right? Yeah. Got, and they, they want people to like them and they want them to like them by putting the filters on or putting, pumping up their lips or, or, or making their abs look better or making their chest look better. And it's all external shit. You got to absolutely fucking love your soul. And it's such a shame, right? It starts from within and it starts with not giving a fuck what anyone else thinks of you. Because the reality is they'll think whatever. There'll be people who love you and people who don't, and both are okay. And people say that's arrogance. No, it's not arrogance. No, it's, not. it's only who you are. You know, it's so important. And to build your confidence, you're not going to give a shit what other people think because people will put you down no matter what. That's what I think. They're going to judge you whatever you do. So you might as well love who you are and what you do because, like, no one's going to live your life for you. You have, to, you have to do it. And like you say, take control, take ownership. And like I, I used to be similar in that I was always worried about what people would think about me, my views on this. And then once I stopped caring, I actually found a better people for me. I found the right circle of people. And I'm now very, very outspoken about... Mm you know, the right kind of things to to help people. Because, mm. you know, if we don't have the confidence to speak out and share these kinds of things with people, who's, got, who, who's going to? No, that's right. And by the way, the more you speak freely, the more uh, I love this. Like, so one of, one of the things is we're all unique, right? Natalie, you're unique. I love it about you. And there's so many people that are their own, like they're, it's, we're all unique. There's no one like you, right? But here's the thing, isn't it fine? They're trying so hard to fit in. They were born to stand out, right? They're born yeah. to be who they were. Everyone knows that saying, right? But isn't it true that so many people are trying to be somebody else or they look, they get this imposter syndrome, like, oh, this person is up here, right? No, 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 no. It's just a human being, right? You got to stop that. You got to stop trying to be somebody else and be everything that you are. Be everything you are. And when you're everything that you are, you will be happy. Like, honestly, the greatest thing uh, for me, it was, was absolutely owning who I was, loving who I was, not who I thought I should be. That is fucking powerful, right? And most people are trying to fit in to society or fit into the narrative or look on Instagram and think that they should be that thing over there. When most of it's fucking bullshit anyway. Yeah. Most of it's not real. And then, so you're trying to, you're going to try and model yourself and not just facially or whatever, right? But just physically, mentally, emotionally, as that person, someone who's fake. So now we're going to be in a world that's full of fucking people who are fake, right? Yeah. And that's not, that's not, doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you happy. No. What makes you happy is owning who you are, being who you are unapologetically. That's where your power is. What would be your one, one thing if people, I want from people listening to this, I mean, there's so much here that people need to go away and do and do some internal work and, you know, have that internal validation because actually the external validation doesn't really matter. It's nice, but it's better coming from yourself. What would be the, the first thing you would say to people to go away after listening to this and do? I'd write down everything about you that's incredible. Yeah. Everything. Like write down everything. Like as if you are looking at yourself or some, you know, just look from outside in Look at everything about yourself and write out everything you love and like and are, are, are proud of. And some of you will struggle with this because here's the thing. Searching you will find, right? There's a, a great book called The Bible. I'm not religious at all, okay? But I love the philosophy. I read the books. I like to listen. I, 
been reading a book years ago. I remember searching, you will find. And I was like, that's amazing, right? So, so my, my, my concept of that is what you search for, you will find, right? So people are searching for what's bad. They're taught in society. So they look in the mirror, it's all beautiful, and then they find a dimple. Yeah. Oh, shit, let's focus on that shit. Let's focus. Let's not focus on all the stuff they did great today. Let's focus on all the shit. I would urge you and I really, really empower you to go away and focus and search on everything that's great about you and write it down and write it again and keep going. What else is great about me? And ask other people, what's great about me? Don't, don't, be, don't apologize for it, right? And write it down and fall in fucking love with that person. Like fall in love with that person that you are and own who you are. And don't focus on the negatives. Everyone's got a fucking negative, right? But if you if you focus enough on who you are, right, you're going to love yourself more and then you'll be able to love the world. I always say, people, be selfish to be selfless. Definitely. You've got to be selfish first to be selfless. Like I am, I want to pour into my cup more than I, so that I can pour into the world. Like I have a mission to, my, 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 my mission in life is so big to help every single person on the planet to smile more inside that's my that's my mission give me a smile that. inside and it's inside you're not it's not external because you're smiling inside if there's that love inside you're going to smile outside you're going to change the world and then um, and changes your vibration that doesn't it and it, it, you radiate something completely different i've always mm. said smiling is the happiness virus and that's the only virus we need <laughs> absolutely right you share the share the world the you know covid was one of the greatest experiences of our lives. And by the way, some people go, what the fuck? Like, I, people followed me, I was like, I got banned from social media, <laughs> right? Because I was very vocal, right? But here's the thing, one of the greatest, from adversity comes opportunity. Yeah. For me, one of the greatest experiences that I ever had was going through the COVID pandemic because it allowed me to become stronger, learn about myself and really tap into my personal development mm-hmm. um, and really start to see how good I, you know, how good I am as a person for me, not anybody else, for me to really work through that process and I've definitely come out stronger from it. So but search and ye will find the question is, what are you searching for? Mm-hmm. That's the question. What am I searching for? What am I looking for? And most people are looking for the problem. They're looking for all of this bad. Honestly, you speak to most people that you listen to their language. Yeah. And what you're going to do is go look within their soul. So, first, so the one thing is to go around and write down everything that's fucking wonderful about you. And there is so much of it. Yeah. Well, I hope that everybody listening actually goes away and does that. <laughs> it, amazing, it, right? it is a really powerful thing. It's one of the things um, I get my clients to do is write a list of 50 achievements, 50 things that they're great at. So that, right. they, you know, you start to see yourself in a different light. Because you you think, well, hold on a minute. There's so much more than mm. I I thought I could do mm. that I can mm. do, and mm. then that shifts the mindset of I, I'm I'm not capable. And then mm. it's something you can always add to as well. Mm. You know, mm. doing something like that is something that most people won't do because they don't look inside. Mm. And confidence Absolutely. comes from comes from within. Hundred percent, and it also comes from like. It also comes through from doing what you fear. Like for me, I love helping people build their confidence. I love helping children. Like, like I love that. I love one of one of my greatest loves in life is, is helping women. Like I love for me, it's just something that I really love doing. I just have a massive connection to women. I don't yeah. know why. It's and again, I don't need to 
I just do. I just always have. And I love to, because I, I think women are so fucking powerful, like unbelievable. But some of them lack the confidence. And I'd love yeah. to have to take them on that, that shift. And, um, you know, and, and what, the way I do that is to, to help people step into the fears and realize that they can. Like, you know, people think that they can't um, until they do it. <laughs> like, and you just got to do it. And all you have to do is step into it. All you have to do is, you know, I teach people, you don't have to, like, the fears will be there. They're not, it's not really a fear. It's a mechanism. It's an excitement. And people frame it as a fear. That same, right? When you're excited, you get the jingles, right? When you're fearful, you get the jingles, right? Same thing, right? Same thing. But you say, it's not fear, it's excitement. And, when, and all you've got to do, to grow, you've got to go, right? You've got to go. Uh, and all you ever have to do, and uh, I love teaching this, like, you've got to remember that when you've got something new, so every, there'll be everyone who listens to this will be thinking, I guarantee, I'd love to do this, but, right? They're going to have to say, like, I'd love to, but there's a bit of a whatever it is there, like they're unsure, right? Here's what I'd empower you to do every single, single day do something that scares the shit out of you, do yes. something that pushes you. Because here's the thing, and all you have to do, you haven't got to worry about the how, right? But here's all you got to remember is, like, when you were a baby, when you learned to walk, you didn't learn, learn to walk, and the, the, your mom and dad are there. When your mom is there, they're going, come on, you can do it, you can do it. Come on, baby, and you fall. And they say, get up again, you can do this. Come on, sweetheart, you got it, you got it, you got it. Come on, you can keep going. Come on, he's nearly got it. Yeah, come on, keep going. Yes, go on. And, yeah, she's walking and you're there. You're phoning everybody up, right? And everything's quite well. You don't go, you don't fall down after the first one. You go, get up, you little bastard. Fucking useless little prick. Like, they don't do any of that. You nurture. And this is the same yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Remember, all you have to do is take the first step and everything else is simple. So whatever you're doing in your life, if there's something you want to do or you want to achieve, Take one step because I promise you the other is going to follow. And I promise you, you're going to feel empowered. It's one step. It's not 10,000 steps. They will keep on, you will keep on walking. You will keep on driving. And I promise you, because all you've got to do is one step, one thing towards that, everything else will follow. But your confidence, because you stepped, will be unbelievable. And that's how you learn to walk. And that's the same in life. Yeah, one step at a time. You don't need to do everything at once and, you know, go... I was having this analogy, um, a similar one, uh, the other day with somebody about skydiving. You don't just jump out of a plane straight away, do you? Because you wouldn't know what to do. You have to learn the technique and the motion before you get up in the plane. So, you know. That, you know the, the first step is booking the skydive. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the first well, step, right? Getting get that you're like, because I want to do the training to jump by myself. I've done three tandems one thing doing it with strapped to somebody else but it takes a whole level level of of confidence and belief and everything to go and do it yourself mm. but you have to get a license you have to do the training you have to learn mm. everything on the ground before you go mm. up in the sky and mm. if we can apply that to our own self-belief um and then put that in, into practice with our health and, and our businesses things can just keep exponentially growing yeah, you just stretch. It's just stretch stands all the time. You just stretch yourself. But when you stretch, you become more. Like you believe more. And most people are staying in the, the comfort zone. They're staying in the safe box. But it doesn't empower them. No. It's not empowering. It makes them feel shit. Actually, like being safe is not like you're either growing or you're dying. That's human nature, right? You grow or you die, right? This is not just human. This is nature of life, right? Yeah. So if you're not stepping into that 
zone every day, you're dying. And human beings, you can't stop this. This is a spirit. The human spirit is to grow. And that's why most people look like they're dying because they're not stepping, they're staying, they're playing safe, playing in their box here. And it doesn't build confidence. It builds, that's why we have so much depression. That's why we have so much fear. That's why we have so much uncertainty, et cetera. And they have so many people walking around like a canal and why so many people walk around with a fucking mask on, scared shitless because they're like, and it's not that, it's because they didn't know this shit. They're not going, oh, let me own myself here. Let me get in there. So yeah, very passionate about this stuff. I love it. That's exactly why I wanted to bring you on, because I know that everybody listening is just going to go, oh, my God, wow, I need to go and live my life fully. <laughs> so live life happy. Live That's life happy. About. Yeah. Thank you very Amen. much for such an uplifting and amazing conversation, you know, showing that you can overcome adversity and, you know, that negative brain and turning it around to live an incredible life and and help people along the way. So. Where can people find you, follow you? Because I believe in online stalking, just not in-person stalking. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. I'm a bit, I'm a bit like this. Like I'm a, you, you probably get to know me more and more now, Natalie. I don't give a shit about like I love people. Please connect with me. I don't, I, by the way, I don't have a website. I don't have a fucking funnel. Like I don't like just follow find me on social media. I'm normally on Facebook. You will find me on Instagram. I pop, I'm quite my natural nature is I'm very abstract. So there's no construct to have zero S in my profile. So there's no structure really. It's just me being me. So you can definitely can follow me on Facebook and find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, et cetera. And, and um, yeah, um, <laughs> I don't have a website for my business. Yeah, it's hilarious. Isn't it? But yeah, so <laughs> you can find me on that. But you, you know can... what? One of those things though, if it's not broke, don't fix it. What you do works for you. Sure. Say again? If it's not broke, don't fix it. What you've got works for you. So, well, I think so. I don't know. I'm just like I'm just living the, living my life as I want. And it's interesting to me how many people they're trying to get. And I want to share this with you: the, the world's full of what they're trying to get. What can I get? I, and for me, it's all about what I can give. And if people have learned something from this, so it's inspired on that, just makes me happy. Right? I don't need anything. I don't need people to. Follow me. I don't need that. I need, I don't, I'm not here to get. I'm here to give. Uh, and so, yeah, I hope it's helped everyone listening to this. I hope you've taken one thing. And if you take one thing and you take action on it uh, and it makes a difference, that's what um, that's what giving is all about, right? It is. And giving makes the world go round. So 100%. thank you very much. It's been an amazing conversation. And um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Make sure that you do go and follow Gordon, um, even if he doesn't want you to. <laughs> 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 because you have a lot of a lot of life and love to share and i'm going to put the um the link to buy your book in the show notes as well because it's awesome you're very welcome cool. thank you so very thank much you thanks, thanks very much Take care. thanks for listening everyone bye <laughs>